For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. man show new head coach back is i'm a modern patrick sellers central connecticut state the blue devils up there out of the nec conference coach how you doing man good to talk to you man doing well doing well happy to be on the show and uh looking forward to talking some hoops and uh we got we got these knicks going down to atlanta coming soon so that's gonna be interesting let me ask you about that coach um i'm shocked that Tom Thibodeau actually made some adjustments finally, even though I still think coach, he should uh, put Trey Young in pick and rolls. So they're running the same side, pick and rolls in the middle, pick over Randall and Rose, make Trey Young guard one of his own switches. Letting him have on Bullock is not going to help you down the road in Atlanta, I don't think, coach. Right. You know what? They, the Knicks look like they got uh, this, this last couple of games, a lot of reluctant offensive players. Even Randall, like they got, they just got caught up in the, the atmosphere in the garden, the pressure of the playoffs. A lot of the guys got reluctant. So D Rose came in and kind of just settled everybody down and like was aggressive. And I made that made Randall relax in the second half. But you're right, you know, you got to take advantage of Trey a little bit with his size and, and picking rolls and trying to uh, make him defend some, make him work. Uh, and everybody was talking about I mean, Trey's 22 years old. I think he would play 35 minutes. They should up his minutes, but he's probably getting worn down just, you know, with the physicality of the playoffs every night. Well, Coach, you know, I love Nate McMillan, what he's done over the years, but he's ruining that old school thinking of I don't, I don't want to over burn out my guys per se. I'm, look, you, you can go up 2-0 in the garden, go with Trey Young and, and Bogey Bogdanovich and try to go go for the kill. Now you let Nick's back in the series now. And the thing about it, this coach, as I always say, Tibbs is stubborn. So with Tibbs actually make Trey Young guard somebody, he's hiding on the weak side on Bullock. That's what he's hiding it. Put him in action. Make him – I mean, you can beat the Hawks, you put him in action. Simple as that. They got to play late last night, though, late in the game. Tibbs, they, they came out of a time when I think it was a pick and roll on the other side. He was guarding Bullock. And Trey fell asleep, and they did a wide pin down, and Bullock got open, and Trey was late, and Carter made a three late. It was a big shot. So, you know, I think that Tibbs is good, man. He's doing a good job at it. He's got these guys playing. Um, actually, I coached at the high school that Tibbs went to. So mm -hmm. I know Tibbs really well. So, uh, yeah, man, he, he's going to get these guys right. You know, he he's old school. He's hard-nosed. He wants his team to play like that, and I think it is it's really helped the Knicks because it's been they, we've been starving for some basketball oh, in, yes. in the New York area for a long time. So 
you got it back a little bit. Yes, sir. And I'm looking forward to Friday and Sunday here in Atlanta. I'm looking forward to it and seeing uh, the State Farm Arena. Because what happens is, because Coach, you know this, a lot of New Yorkers are in Atlanta. So right, yeah, exactly. it's going to yeah. be a split crowd. And what happens at Hawks games when the Knicks, the Lakers come to town, it's really not a Hawks home game. It's more of a right. Lakers home right, game. Right, yeah. So I'm hoping there's not too many Knicks fans. I know it's going to be a good number. I'm hoping it's not too many. But – Right. Looking like it might be a New York Atlanta <laughs> split this weekend down here in Atlanta, yeah, man. Split, yeah, yeah, split crowd. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My brother, you know, there's so many transplants in Atlanta, so I know exactly what you're talking. My brother lives down there. He said he goes to games sometimes. He said, "Man, we got more people cheering for the Lakers than the, than the Hawks." You know, so I, I told I understand what you're talking about. Every time that coach tell me this, man. You got this job. It's on a model. Tell me how it makes you feel, man, that they came to you wanted to bring this program back to where it used to be, man, when you played there, man, and, and tackled the NEC, man. I'm excited, man. You know, uh, I went to school here. And when I was a, as a player, we weren't we weren't very good. We were not very good. We had just went to Division One a couple of years before I got here, and we were trying to navigate our way through Division One, And, like, we were – back in the days, this is old school. We were independent. And, you know, a lot of independent conferences, you just play, you just play games all over the place. So we had – we played in Hawaii, California, Texas. We went everywhere to play. Um, and then once we got into a conference, then things started getting kind of stabilized. And that's when uh, the program started changing. And then what happened was there was another alum, Howie Dickman, who came back here, I want to say mid nineties as the head coach, he was at, he was an assistant at UConn. He came back and that's when things started going, going in the right direction. He you know, started off with four freshmen and they built a culture of hard work and toughness. And those guys, I came in when those guys were juniors and seniors. And that year we were 25 and four had the player of the year. Um, and we, Dominated the league offensively and defensively. We were number one in both categories. Um, it was a lot of fun. We won the championship, went to the NCAA tournament. Actually, we played Iowa. We were a 15 seed. We played Iowa State in the first round. Tied the game with four minutes to go with the ball. We had a chance to, like, win, steal the game. The fans are going nuts for us. We ended up, we couldn't finish it out. They beat us. But and then two years later we go and we break the record for the, uh, the win total in the league. We had 27 wins, 19 game winning streak. Uh, best player got drafted by the Sacramento Kings. Um, the, the, the next year we have a, a guy who was like freshman of the year, ended up being player of the year. So we had a really really rolling it. And uh, I ended up leaving and going to UMass and then UConn. And coached, you know, they, they kept going and went to another NCAA tournament a few years later. And then uh, coach retired recently, in the five, six years ago, and the program was kind of just falling on hard times. And so, you know, they, I, you know, obviously, I, I'm very. This is very special place for me. I went to school here. I know everybody here. There's opportunity to come back. So I'm like, hey, man, if I got a shot, I definitely want to come back, and I want to get it to where we had it before. So I'm excited about the, the opportunity. Now, I'm excuse, man. When did you decide you want to get into coaching? I know you, you played the kind of work you got jumped right, jumped right into it. So at what point in your head did you say, man, this coaching thing might be good for me down down the road in my future? Well, the, the, the whole, you know, I, I love playing, man. I, I still play. I play three on three now. I'm in shape. I work out all the time. If I could play, if I could play for the Lakers right now, you see me in the, in the, the purple and gold right now. 
the thing is, you know, once you're not good enough to play anymore, the next best thing is coaching. So I played in Europe for a few years, came back from Europe, and I, I hurt my knee my second year in Europe, so I had surgery. So I was sitting out that year, and my buddy was coaching high school and said, hey, you want to be my JV coach? It's like, yeah, why not? And I started coaching, and I just got the bug. And I, you know, like, if you know you're not going to play at a high level, the next thing is coaching. I started coaching. I started coaching high school and AAU. And I was also part of some good AAU programs. And uh, and then we ended up going to, uh, I got the opportunity at Central Connecticut as an assistant coach. And I've been coaching 21 years later, been coaching. I did a year in China with the pros, but mostly uh, college basketball has been what I've been doing for the last 20 years. And being in high school roots, AAU roots, recruiting is going to be good for you because your relations are already built in. Guys know who you are and know they don't know the East Corridor up there. So talk about that, uh, being with the relationships you have built with coaches and programs up there to get guys to come up there and be a Blue Devil, man. Right. Um, you know, I was, like, again, when I got back from Europe and I started coaching high school, the guy I worked with, Jerry DiGregorio, uh, he's, after leaving coaching, he coached when the University of Rhode Island as an assistant coach. He became the head coach at Rhode Island. He also became the assistant coach with the Clippers. And then he was on Mark Jackson's staff with the Golden State Warriors. So Jerry's kind of went all over the place. And it all started from our AAU roots because the, with the high school thing, we, we were AAU. So Lamar Odom played for us at AAU. And Lamar graduated from the high school that I coached at. So we had Lamar and Gary Charles is uh, the, the guy who used to coach the New York Panthers. And I was Gary's assistant. And at the time, the New York Panthers probably were one of the best AAU programs in the country. So, you know, Doug Wren, Lamar Odom, Tony Robertson. We had guys going to UConn, uh, Rhode Island, Maryland. We had a, we had a really big-time roster of guys. And so I met so many people throughout that AAU period. So the guys in like at that time, ABCD camp was huge. So we would have our, our guys from New York, Connecticut, Jersey area, Chicago, Mean Streets, and uh, Mac Urban Fire would bring their guys from Chicago. T Mac came, I remember when T Mac came out of the blue, nobody knew who he was, came from Orlando. So we, I met so many of the AU coaches that once I took the step from high school to college, I had so many friends in the AAU community. The recruiting part is never easy, but I had a I had a foot in the door because I knew so many people. So that 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 really helped me out. And then just being all over the country, coaching all over the country, it's kind of opened the door for me to recruit nationally. Mm -hmm. um, working at UConn, you know, with those days with Rudy Gay and Kimball Walk and Shabazz Napier and those guys. Um, you know, those guys are East Coast guys, but at UConn, we could go to Texas, we could go to California, Marcus Williams from California, we had um, Ameka Okafor and, and Thabit both came from Texas. We can go down those places and find guys and get guys to come to Connecticut. So I can, I, I feel confident that I can recruit here nationally, but in this corridor, like you said, this Northeast corridor, there's so many good players. You can just drive within a six hour radius and lock up if you can just lock these guys in that six hour radius, you'll be you'll be in a good spot. You'll be a really good place. So I'm gonna I'm gonna concentrate on this northeast, mid-Atlantic states, the New England states, and try and keep these guys in this area. 
And if I do have to go out to Chicago or Texas or go to a, a foreign country, whatever, I, I will. But I want to try and get that that main core from this area of the country. And coach, what well, guys need to realize? Look, look at John Morant. He could have went to South Carolina and maybe not got any shine. He went to Murray State, got better. Look at him now. So if you come to a school in the NAC, come play for you with Central Connecticut State. They gonna find you. If you can play, they gonna find you if you can play. And you go through a ball. They they got they got the eyes in the sky. They ain't gonna lie. You can play. They right. gonna find you. Right, right. The game, and I say this all the time, man. The game in the last ten years has changed so much with the no hand checking and the three-point shooting, the way guys shoot threes. So it allows, if you're skilled, IQ, and you can shoot the basketball, you got a shot at the league because they they value shooting, spacing, basketball IQ. So you're absolutely right about Ja. You know, Ja was a skinny kid from uh, something South Carolina. I went to high school in South Carolina. He's a skinny kid from like 20 minutes from where I went to high school. And uh, the guys, one of my buddies was on that staff at Murray State, and they saw him in Carolina, South Carolina. was like, I don't know if he's ready yet, whatever. Murray State took him, and you're right. You know, a couple years later, boom, he's in the league. At DePaul, when I was at DePaul, we had a kid, Max Struess. Max is on the Miami Heat right now. Max was a Division II guy from Chicago and was putting up crazy numbers at D2. His mom went to DePaul, so he wanted to transfer. We took him as a D2 transfer to Paul. He goes to the Big East, comes to the Big East, averages 19 a game in the Big East. And Celtics picked him up, played for the Bulls a little bit, and now the Heat just signed him to a multi-year contract. He had 21 points uh, like three weeks ago for the Heat. So, I mean, if you can play, like you said, they got guys, the eye in the sky is all over the place. They got guys all over looking for you. So they'll find you. My, 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 uh, I coached at Fairleigh Dickinson in this league too. And we had a kid at Fairleigh Dickinson, Donnell Edge, who led the country in, in uh, free throw shooting percentage, 94% from the free throw line. Donnell uh, had a great senior year. We won the, the conference championship. He has 33 points in the playing game versus Prairie View on national TV. Red Jamila did the game. Everybody's talking about I remember about that it. game. And, um, and uh, the Utah Jazz offered him a, a spot with their summer league team. He goes to Utah Jazz, play like and he, I told him, I said, Donna, you're not going to play much. Just relax. Just be, get there early, put the extra work in, good attitude, and watch what happens. And then they offered him a G League spot later on after the summer league. And he ended up taking up a, a pretty good contract in Poland. But like, it doesn't matter if you're in the NEC or the Big East, you got to, if you can play and you know how to play and you can shoot the basketball, you have a shot. Tell us about Greg Corinda. He's a good friend of the show, man. He's a real funny guy. He's very energetic. Tell us about working for Greg Corinda, man. His energy every day. FDU family, as he always says. Oh, that's my guy right there. One of the best in the business. And uh, Coach Corinda is so crazy. I've known him, I don't know, 25 years. When I was at UConn as an assistant, Greg, you, uh, our associate head coach was George Blaney. Greg was George Blaney's assistant when they were at Seton Hall together. So Coach Render would come up and like do work. Out. He would speak at our camp. He would speak to the campus at our camp. And he always had a passionate uh, speech. Like he was always, like he was sweating. He would do the, the workout with the guys on the, the kids on the court. And he was really working at it. Like I was like, this guy is serious about what he does. And so uh, like what you hear, his personality, he's got a great, 
high energy, uh, uh, this Northeast hardcore New Jersey personality. That's him all the way. And he, uh, the, the two years at FDU, I mean, we, we got so close. I got knew him really well, but we got so close and we won the championship together. Great time to be together. Um, he, he has a really good program. I took a lot from him as far as learning how to run a program and, and work guys out, work on offense and defense. So I'm, I'm looking forward to competing against him, but that's my guy. Great man right there. No doubt. Tell us about the league, man. The league is tough from top to bottom, in my opinion. You know, there's no easy nights in the NEC. People don't on the see because they're not only ESPN all the time. It's on the digital network, ESPN 3, ESPN Plus. But, man, the ball in your league is tough. Like, from Derek Kellogg and, you, and all of it, LIU, Brooklyn, and all that stuff, man. Right. Like, yep. you know, Wagner's tough. Like, all this, Everybody's tough in that league. You know, you, you can't – it's no easy outs in that league. No night. It's all going to be a, a – but it knocked down, drag out game. No matter what, whoever exactly. old school Knicks and Heat series, what it is in that league, man. There, there you go, man. That's what it is. Absolutely. And then the thing about you know, a lot of people, like you said, they don't know the NEC because it's not like we have a national TV contract. But this league is a really athletic, fast, guard-centric league. Guys who can score. A lot of uh, Northeast New York kids. Um, you know, Jay Wright used to always say this about the Big East, the old Big East was like all of these kids were from like the New York, Jersey, Massachusetts, Connecticut area, and they play against each other in the park. And now you put them in, a, in an arena with a national TV audience and it, it, you see what the people in the park saw. That's what the NEC is very similar to that. It's uh, hardcore, tough kids, a lot of guard-centric, quick and fast athleticism with some character coaches, like a, a lot the coaches – their teams mimic their personalities. So, you know, Horrendous is a tough guy. So his teams, they play really hard and they're tough. Uh, Jared Gra Grasso, he's another uh, Long Island guy, tough guy. His team at Bryant University, his teams are really good. Like DK, you said Derek Kellogg uh, from his UMass days, another guy. So this, this, this league is very, very good. A lot of people, and I, I'm hoping that we can get some more national exposure. You know, the... Um, the playing game a few years ago helped us to FDU to win that we, we beat uh, Prairie View. We were down 13 in the first half, and we came back and won the game. Great game, and it gave us a lot of attention. So we need more wins like that in the league, in the NCAA tournament, to get more eyes on us. But I think this league is really special. It's a hidden gem. It's a lot of fun. And, again, like if you like guard play and perimeter quickness, this is a league for you. And, Coach, uh, coming up here in June here, you're going to have guys back on campus, hopefully, to uh, do workouts for you being your first year there. How's it going to be for you to get on the court, your guys, see what you have, evaluate the young men, get them stronger, and give them some player development skills and work development going so you can get them ready for October when everything tips off again? Yeah, so we, we're going to do ours a little different. So when I got the job, we, we have four guys on the team, seven guys in the portal. And we only used 11 scholarships last year. So I'm trying to re-recruit three of the guys back. And then I'm also trying to get, you know, six guys to come. We're getting close to having uh, three commitments. I think that's going to happen. Maybe a fourth one in the next couple of days. And then we'll probably still have two or three more scholarships. So with those two or three more scholarships, we're going to probably go into July with those looking at different players. 
but to answer your question, we're I, all our guys are gonna do virtual classes in June, July, August. We're gonna come back to school when the football team come back, and we're gonna go through a three week, four week mini camp. So during that time, my workouts there, I'm gonna try and get guys working out and getting them acclimated to how we're gonna defend our ball screen coverage, transition defense and then work on our offense. So we'll do that now and that little three, four-week mini camp thing that we have right before we start school. And then we, once we start school, it's on. We'll be right at it full, full speed. No doubt. I got last two for you, Coach, this, man. What is your favorite food spot in ATL when you come down here? Ooh, favorite food spot. Um, Aunt Kizzy's is down there, right? Oh, yeah. You're taking a while? Yeah, yeah. I, my brother took me down there a couple of times. Yeah, I, I like that. He, like... He kind of takes me all over. I, I've been in so many different places. I just I, I only go maybe once, twice a year. But uh, I want to say Aunt Kizzy's. And I go to the one in L.A. a lot, too. So that's my favorite food spot. And final one for you, this man. What has been your favorite moment in your basketball career? Whether it be playing or Favorite coach? moment? Yeah, playing yeah, or playing coaching. Um, and I, I've had, you know, 21 years. I had a lot of good moments playing, coaching, Um. Even high school, we we won a state, we won a championship, our conference championship with a half court heave at the buzzer to win that game. That was crazy. Um, I, I keep I, I said to Horrendo all the time. One of my favorite times in college is down thirteen in that play-in game versus uh, Prairie View and coming back to win that game. I've coached in the Final Four uh, in the Sweet Sixteen. We played Washington with Brandon Roy. And we had a kid on our, our team, Rashad Anderson, make a three late to put us up and win that game. Great game. That was a knockdown, drag out fight. I was in a six overtime game with Syracuse. Um, I remember that. Lose. Yeah, we lost that game. But that, that was, I remember after that game, Coach Calhoun coming in and saying, you know, everybody was down. We were down as coaches because we thought we lost the number one seed for the, for the NCAA tournament. We ended up, we still got it. And my um, coach said, hey, people are going to talk to you guys for years about this game. And every year for the Big East tournament, I get a call from somebody about that game. So, I mean, there's a lot of special moments. Um, even in China, we, uh, we won a game in China. We got back on the plane. We came back. There's like 2,500 fans at the airport waiting for us to celebrate. So, uh, you know, it's been a lot of – it's hard to pinpoint one of them. But I would say – my first year playing in Europe, I uh, I didn't go to the championship game. And the wow. semifinal game to get to the championship, I had one of my best games as a player. So I think you know, maybe 25 points and 11 rebounds, something like a lot of assists. But I played in one of my best games. I felt like I was the best, the best game I've ever played as a player. So that's probably one of my best games. No doubt. But, Coach, we're definitely going to support you and your team, man. I'll try to give you brothers a chance on the show, man, to come and talk about your program and give you a platform. So, Coach, they want to come on this show. It's open to you. It's, it's, I don't care. Just let me know. It's done. All right, all right man. Hey, you get my boy Herendi up there. I definitely got to come up. I got to get. I got to beat him on there, man. Yeah, he got to. Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, we call on the show, man. It's about 40-minute conversation. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, Hey, thank Classic. God I don't have commercials to worry about. Thank God for that. <laughs> no hard outs. <laughs> right, 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 right. He's classic, classic. Hey, Coach, you be right. good. Talk to you real soon, man. Thank you. I appreciate it.
for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.